the Kerry Ambassador Programme podcast series, introducing you to the community and industry leaders aiming to make Kerry a premier business event destination and a place to do business. Mariana Cobal is co-founder and chief operating officer of Tralee-based company Wasp. Having over 20 years' experience in volume manufacturing across Europe, Mariana moved to Ireland in 2014 and together with Shane Hassett founded Wasp, a global 3D printing supply chain company based in Tralee, which works with businesses around the world, creating products for brands such as IKEA. Mariana, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. We really uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here and talk about uh, my experiences. No problem at all. Look, firstly, congratulations on becoming part of the Kerry Ambassador Programme, a pioneering county initiative which was launched here in Kerry last year. That's great. Thank you. Really humbled by the opportunity. So you're a Ukrainian native. You're running an innovative 3D printing business here in Chile. Will you talk to us about your experiences throughout your career and how you've come to live here in Kerry and to operate such a great business out of Kerry? Yeah, so yeah, my career was very versatile. My studies first were about English and English literature. That's what I completed first. And then I completed also the design for sustainable future. And the reason I went into the design, because my first job as a translator, while I was still doing the studies in English, was in the furniture manufacturing unit in Ukraine. And it was a huge factory which was supplied to IKEA, to Tesco, to Argos, to really many different global brands. And then I got so passionate about actually the processes and the product development. I was working very close with designers and draftsmen. And within a year's time, because of my enthusiasm there and uh, how well I understood all the processes at the time, I actually became the manager of the product development department. And from there on, I really wanted to push the efficiencies, you know, to make better product faster with less waste and really kind of make sure that the products are made in a responsible way. And from there, I decided to start a little bit of my own business, my own activities. And actually there was the first link to carry. It was back in 2008. I have started to do the interior design and I've started to work with the Irish company who were participating in tenders to fit out different state buildings like libraries, offices, county councils, you know. So at the time, actually, I was part of the team who was selecting the furniture for IT Trilib library. (laughs) Without actually ever being in Kerry, I was picking out the bookshelves and desks (laughs) chairs and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was interesting to see them back in 2014 when I actually came (laughs) to Kiri to see it in real life. So yeah, after that, I was invited to Poland to work also as R&D manager there in the major company who is also global production of furniture, both Keskus and upholstery. And there where I started to see the opportunities of 3D printing, that's where both Shane and myself, we started to discuss about 
about it because Shane was involved into processes, optimization as well. So we saw the opportunity and advantages that how it can actually make the processes more flexible. It can make better products faster on demand. So we really started to tackle that and kind of decided to why don't we pursue it a little bit further. At the time in Kerry, the new frontiers were actually open for competition. So we entered with the idea and we got in. And that's how we came to be here in Kerry. And that's when we started to explore the whole idea. Mm, amazing. And you saw the opening in mass-produced 3D printing. Can you talk about that concept and I suppose the original concept for WASP when you and Shane, as you mentioned there, your partner Shane, set up the business in 2014? And I suppose maybe where the business is at now? Shane and myself, we were working in volume manufacturing. Yeah, So there are so many disadvantages there. You have to buy components and materials and spare parts in bulk in order to get the right prices and so on and so forth. So with 3D printing, we actually can eliminate that. And we saw that opportunity really to look at how can we actually turn that cutting edge technology and use it in volume manufacturing and combine actually the principles of lean manufacturing with this technology. And the result that it can bring is massive. You know, you can actually get products one off on demand that can fit your exact purpose and actually produce it only after you order it. So you don't need to produce it on stock. And on top of everything is that you can produce it close to where it's needed. So if you are a customer buying a shoe in Italy, why that shoe cannot be produced in Italy only after you order it? It's not coming from some stock. It's not coming from the container shipped somewhere from Asia. It's actually produced only when it's needed and where it's needed and for whom it's needed. So that's the whole concept that we integrated into our business model. We are working now with major companies on the market like IKEA, Logitech, really a lot of big brands. And they see the opportunity because the goal is that only the file is traveling across the board, the 3D file. The actual product is never touching the warehouses. It's never touching, you know, all the import duty points and stuff like that. It never touches containers or anything like that. It's actually produced just around the corner when you need it. We are working like that already right now with uh, IKEA. The customer in Germany is going on IKEA website, buying the product, same customer experience as with any other product. But that product does not exist yet. (laughs) The orders are directly sent to us. We are producing it intrally. Within 48 hours, we ship it directly to the customer who ordered it. So can you imagine that Within 48 hours, actually, we produce without any overstock, without any waste. It never touches IKEA warehouse or IKEA distribution points. It goes straight away to the customer. And this concept is so revolutionary. And in nowadays, with all the turmoils of supply chains, is actually a future for doing business and supplying the products. 
When you started originally, you were working, I suppose, in the supply chain, but you have your own 3D printing setup, as you mentioned there in Mona Valley in Tralee, and you're printing those items there for IKEA. Yeah, exactly. And we are printing a lot of other items as well. In Tralee, we are treating it as the first prototype of the rest of the factories because we are working with other manufacturing units as well around the Europe. So in Tralee, it's production, but as well the R&D. So what we are doing here is that we are working out the efficient processes. We are really focusing on making sure that we reuse every raw material. We reduce waste down to zero. That's our goal. We are setting up the whole workflow in the most efficient way that we can replicate and scale it throughout the rest of the world then as well. So here in Kerry, in Trolley, is the first ever prototype of the real smart lights off factory <laughs> that will be rolled out globally. It's amazing. And when you came to establishing WASP, Did you envisage problems when it came to setting up what you were hoping would be a global company, but working out of rural southwest Ireland? Yeah, like uh, we definitely thought that there will be challenges and so on. But obviously, like every startup, the challenges in getting funds and not overspending, not getting into startup traps. These are all challenges that are coming from the management of the company. It's not coming from the location. On the contrary, actually working in Cary, it helped us because actually doing business in Cary is much easier. You are actually getting to know your partners, like banks, like shipping companies. You have the relationship on a totally different level. You can call any time, you know, and ask for adjustments. This would never happen in a big city or not in many places, really. So... I think that location is actually the advantage to having the business in here. So the challenges, again, they are normal business challenges that we will have to deal with. doesn't matter where we are. (laughs) (laughs) And when it came to establishing the business, you mentioned you came to Kerry because of the New Frontiers program. That's right. But how have you found that whole process of actually getting established, Mm -hmm. establishing a business here in County Kerry? Yeah, that was actually a great experience. I know because I've had business myself before and the start with New Frontiers was ideal. That gave us a kick where we focused on making sure that our business plan is thought through that we have the structure to move forward. It's not anyone who has the start and everybody is excited to tons of different ideas, the big global visions and so on. But at the end of the day, you have to narrow down, you have to focus, you have to really make strategy and action plan how to get there. And that's what New Frontiers helped us to do. It was invaluable first six months that we have been through. And I think that kind of foundation that we have built during that first six months helped us to get where we are. And after New Frontiers, we actually got into HPSU's Enterprise Island. So we really, really had a lot of support here from Leo's here. We all 
also had a huge support from networking perspective, from advising different uh, grants, fund support, you know, like th- those were the stepping stones to get us where we are. And Kerry isn't just where you do business, it's your home now. Maybe looking at those other locations that you mentioned that you've lived in and worked in, what sets Kerry apart from them? Mm, yeah, I'd say environment is uh, number one. And by environment, I mean people and the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> the people are incredible. From day one, I felt so welcome. I can't tell enough that how appreciative I am for that. I will definitely cherish that experience for the rest of my life. The people are amazing, so supportive, open, patient, because I'm coming from a different, you know, mentality. But everybody's so understanding, they uh, so, you know, welcoming and hospitable. That was the first thing that felt like home, you know, and then obviously the scenery. (laughs) I mean, where else can I go for lunch to the seaside (laughs) and just take a break and drive for five minutes and get onto the beach and sit for 15 minutes and get back? I mean, that's incredible, you know, and wherever you look around, it's just absolutely stunning. Can you talk to us about WASP's involvement in Kerry SciTech, which mm-hmm. has now rebranded to the Tech Industry mm-hmm. Alliance, and how important that has been to WASP? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we joined the uh, Kerry SciTech back in the end of 2018. The idea was uh, absolutely amazing. I mean, there are so many tech startups and tech companies here, small, big companies, global companies here in Kerry, that this network and bringing them together and exchange the experiences, promote each other together. The idea itself was absolutely amazing. And we said, okay, yeah, we want to be part of it. We've participated in a number of different events. The Kerisitech was uh, great in organizing all the, you know, exchanges, panels. And sometimes you don't have to kind of do things that other companies already did and learned. Why do we have to kind of make the same mistake if they already did or vice versa? Just chat through it, and that makes a huge difference for us. And we continue, obviously, participating in different events. We got uh, quite a few employees uh, as well through their support there as well. So really a fantastic cooperation, collaboration, really a lot of opportunities. Really thankful to them for their support. Kerry SciTech is pushing the amount of STEM companies we have here in Kerry and like you say, attracting that talent in. So it's creating a bigger pool of talent to choose from. Yeah, absolutely, uh, definitely. And they were really great and active in promoting the infrastructure, the possibilities here in Kerry. And that promotion and that push is, is making a huge, huge difference to the STEM scenery in Kerry. Your passion for Kerry and having founded a global business here in Chile, that resulted in you being chosen as a Kerry ambassador. So why did you want to take on this role? <laughs> it was actually uh, really, really fascinating. When I saw the email inviting me, I was like, wow, this is an absolutely amazing initiative. I mean, I'm really, really passionate about the region. I think I had 
really great experience both as the business owner and uh, privately. I think that there are so much opportunities. There is the infrastructure is there. The universities, there's, you know, there are so many opportunities to bring in the business and uh, investments into the region. People like us who are dealing with different partners across the globe, the companies like us, why not try and invite them here? Yeah, we always travel somewhere for conferences, for fairs, for expos, for all different meetings. Why not instead of that? Bring them here, invite them here, show them what are the possibilities. Sure, we have just 20 minutes away. We have the airport that can connect us to the rest of the world. No problem. We have infrastructure of conference centers, hotels. I mean, it has everything. The base for really great events and also attractions for the businesses uh, across the globe. Kerry is recognised as one of Ireland's knowledge and innovation hubs, building a reputation for collaboration, expertise and leading industry development, particularly in STEM. And the Kerry Ambassador Programme centres on attracting international business events and investments to Kerry. You mentioned there about the fantastic opportunities and the fantastic facilities Kerry has here, but it's not just a destination that can attract an event or investment but being able to demonstrate what the area can offer that's relevant to a business event, for example, a centre of excellence, an academic institute leading the way in research, access to high quality speakers or technical touring opportunities. Do you see Kerry then as being a region that can excel in doing this with international STEM conferences, you know, looking at science, technology, engineering, maths? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Kerry is not just a destination. It actually has everything. It has the university with the high caliber students, the pool of talent, high caliber lecturers, the experience that can be utilized. (laughs) There is a network of really huge global companies. There is more than 70 companies in STEM in here, you know, that we all have something to offer. We can exchange the knowledge. We can show what we are capable of. I mean, we are producing the the products in the middle of Tralee for the rest of the world using cutting edge technology. And there are many, many companies like this. So absolutely, like the conferences, the exchange of experiences. There are so many high quality attractions. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned you travel a lot to events, to expos, conferences. Is that something that you would like to achieve in your time as a Kerry ambassador? Would you like to be able to bring those kind of events or try and attract further investment in this area to Kerry? Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking just after I became Kerry ambassador, I had a trip to Germany for the biggest 3D printing fair for technology. So it was a fair about machines and so on and so forth. So that's great. That's for our partners uh, from the side of manufacturing. But then I was thinking that, look, there is no place where the customers like IKEA, Puma, like Logitech can come in and see the commercial products using 3D printing. And that doesn't exist anywhere in the world. So I hope to implement 
step by step grow home events where we have the commercial products expositioned shown to customers with the customers around the globe and we are working probably with more than 100 customers of really high caliber global customers that can come in see the actual products talk about the business get the designers coming in get the designers to design the product to show get the students to show their end of year projects get lecturers to talk about different approaches company leaders to talk about the processes and the business aspects of that. You know, like, why don't we have here in Kerry an expo that will bring a huge amount of customer, potential investors into the region and make it into a place that everybody thinks, ah, 3D printed product, ah, Kerry. Let's make it into synonym. Is it very high goal? Yes, but is it impossible? I don't think so. It's very, very possible if we work towards it. Of course, it requires a lot of planning and strategy and funding and many things. But if we plan it right and start from small and grow, eventually we become <laughs> the biggest export for 3D printed products based in Kerry. It's great to hear such ambition. That's you to a T, really. You've always been so innovative. You're involved in product development, product reengineering. I suppose with technology, as you know, it's constantly evolving. So can you talk to us about that need to be innovative and what drives your innovation? Yeah, I mean, innovation is the key. We cannot become stagnant or be satisfied. <laughs> so we constantly have to be curious about things. If we believe that we are perfect, that means something is wrong. We have to look for new things and think differently. But it's not only about the products. It's the way you do things. Yeah, the way you act during the day or the way you do business and uh, manage your cash or, you know, there are different aspects to it. So innovation is very broad word, but really without thinking differently, there is not much progress. Yeah. So I can give you just an example. When we started the company, everybody says that working with IKEA is impossible. IKEA themselves said that <laughs> if you manage to work with us, you can manage to work with everybody. <laughs> but we said, no, we can. And we not only prove that we can work with IKEA, we actually prove that we can work with IKEA in a way that we want it to work. So the first ever global product back in 2017 that we delivered to all continents in the world, it was the decorative item. It was limited series. The starting price when we just started talking was 120 euro per piece cost price. And in 18 months after all the development, all the innovation we went through, it actually landed on IKEA shelves for $29.99 for a set of two. Wow. So that was huge. It came to innovation of using the material. We are reusing 100% the raw material. We don't put any virgin material. We constantly control the waste. We actually did that product in three different locations in Europe, in three different technologies. 
and they all look the same and cost the same. So not only through that innovation and thinking different and pushing the technology, pushing the thinking, pushing the team, pushing the partners. And through that, we actually were able to prove that, yes, we can work with global customers, we can be cost efficient, and we prove that the concept that we set out, the vision of distributed manufacturing close to the point of need, we can prove that. And that was a huge success. Obviously, it was like a foundation for the next steps for the place we are now. And WASP is a member of IDEAM, the Irish Digital Engineering and Advanced Manufacturing Cluster, which supports SMEs digitalised and transition to green manufacturing. And last year, at an event which was held at WASP in Tralee, EIT Manufacturing, which brings European manufacturers together, signed a memorandum of understanding with IDEAM to help members work together. So what do you see are the benefits of involvement in these kind of clusters? The benefits are uh, huge since then we've been constantly in collaboration with EIT and with IDM and we've had so many opportunities opened up for us. Like for example with finding the locations in different parts of the world like even Mexico we were talking about you know the context and support that these clusters can bring is immense and like we would have to start from scratch trying to find those networks and those locations but these clusters already have that and we get access to that which was I mean this is fantastic and on top of everything the opportunities of you know becoming the part of consortiums of different really innovative projects that are going on and starting up being part at the start of that and planning for really great ideas together the support and the collaboration was really really beneficial and I would definitely recommend anyone who wants to join you're passionate about sustainability. I know you mentioned about reusing your raw materials when you are 3D printing. Can you tell us about WASP's drive for sustainability? Yes, sustainability is the key. It uh, always was in the DNA of our company, of our team, of our brand personality. From the day one, we don't want to do things just for sake of making it cheaper or prettier or faster, it has to be responsible as well. So every single step and every member of our team is aware and paying attention to it. Every single step has to be thought through. We can't have waste. We have seven deadly wastes, we call them (laughs) in the company that we should not have. We should avoid at all times. So we are reusing 100% material, as I said. Even that material, we are really managing the waste. We are measuring down to grams. Where did those grams disappear in production? Which happens. Our goal is 0% waste and (laughs) we have zero tolerance to it. But uh, yeah, managing the waste, obviously reducing the supply distances is a huge impact. Can you compare the manufacturing somewhere 3,000 kilometers away and then the distribution of that 
versus manufacturing 100 kilometers away or 50 kilometers away and hopefully soon around the corner. <laughs> so that is a huge impact on the CO2 emissions as well. Then obviously all aspects of the technology, of the processes, how do we utilize the energy, it's all tracked in our company and we have the KPIs to achieve and really kind of pushing and trying to reduce the energy usage every month. And we have great results. We actually reduced our energy usage from last year, if we compared year to year by 50%, but still producing the same amount. <laughs> so it's really kind of that sustainable, responsible thinking. It's not only is better way of working, it's also obviously saving your costs. If we all think a little bit more about everything we do, can we do it better? Can we do it faster, more greener? Do we have to turn on the lights? Then we all will be a little bit more responsible in the way we do things. And it's not just demands from customers, but companies now are being required to report their efforts to reduce their carbon footprint. What role do you see 3D printing playing then in a more circular economy? With carbon footprint, I mentioned earlier that with using 3D printers and the way we are set up to do is with a distributed manufacturing as close as possible to the point of need, that shipping distance reduction is huge. And then reusing the powder as well, like not using the virgin powder at all. That means that we are actually gathering the used powder from the companies who are just stocking it up, doesn't don't know what to do with it. And there is so much powder like that. We are reusing it and turning it into beautiful products. I think that's all possible because 3D printing allows it and also a little bit of lean thinking and also a little bit of our company mentality to really push through it and reuse and re-engineer and recycle as much as possible. Do you see more companies thinking about 3D printing, thinking differently about how they can produce their products? I think so, especially after pandemic when there are so many shocks in supply chain and turmoils, we've noticed that a lot of companies that we had to convince before, they are already convinced because of that. And we see that as a positive, obviously, for reducing the cycles of the product to market and shortening the supply chain. That's all that we have been talking about in 2015 is actually becoming a reality for more and more companies. And 3D printing is enabling it. Not so many technologies you can actually do it, but with 3D printing, just because you don't need tools, you need just the printer, you need the file that can be printed. And that's basically it. Mariana, finally, as the war continues in your native Ukraine, there's been a huge response here in Kerry, your adopted home. How important has that been to you? Oh, there are not enough words to say. From the day one, it was a shock, obviously, for all of us and worried and so on. But the amount of help and support and thoughts and the reaction and embracing Ukrainians in here, it was huge. 
I live in Killarney, and when I walk on the main street in Killarney, I hear Ukrainian everywhere, and I see, oh my God, these people wouldn't have a chance if they did not have a home here. So I'm so thankful, really, truly, truly thankful for that. And it actually helped me coping, knowing that there are people around. There is a beautiful country like Ireland, beautiful county like Kerry that helped uh, people of Ukraine so much. I actually was uh, walking on Belly Bunyan one day and I met Ukrainians and we were chatting and they said, you know what, ironically speaking, but if not for war, I would never imagine myself experiencing this ultimate beauty that it is around here. So, look, I think everybody here from Ukraine are really, really appreciative of what has been done for them and being done. So really, really thankful for that. Mariana, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you very much. Real pleasure to meet you and speak to you too. The Kerry Ambassador Programme. Driving economic growth through business events and investment opportunities and raising Kerry's profile as a global business hub. For more, visit kerryconventionbureau.com forward slash Kerry Ambassador.